All right, James chapter 1, verse 3. Start from verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, my brothers and sisters. When you face trials of many kinds, because you know, tell somebody you know, because you know the testing of your faith. Tell somebody it's just a testing of your faith. It's just a testing of your faith. All right? Produces what? Produces perseverance. Mm-hmm. Allow perseverance to complete his work. So that you may be mature, whole, all rounded, all grounded, and complete. Lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's an erroneous belief and assertions that Christians do not suffer or go through challenges. How many of you I have heard at one time or another, you know, sometime when people go to preach, they say, oh, give your life to Christ so that your life will be okay. A life without Christ is a life in crisis. Praise God. You know, so if you have, you are having crisis because there's no Christ in your life. So when Christ comes into your life, there will not be crisis. So there's this erroneous teachings, erroneous belief system that if you are a child of God, you will not go through trials, temptations, challenges, difficult times. Praise God. I mean, uh, we just believe it. Somehow it is being said, it is being taught, and, and we've come to believe it. So when trials and temptation comes, we begin to wonder why. Am I correct? begin to wonder what is going on. A lot of other things that we've been taught that when you're going through trials and temptation is because you have committed a crime, you've committed a sin, you're not living according to the will of God, you're not living according to the word of God. Praise God. So when sick issue comes into your life, you begin to check your life. What have I done wrong? Amen. I remember the story of a man that was born blind. And when Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus, when the disciples saw him, they said, how come this man was born blind? Who did he, who sinned? Is he this man or his parents? Now, the question is very, very absurd. Amen? Absurd, number one. The Bible says the guy was born blind. Could he have sinned from the womb? <laughs> Praise God. But that's how bad religion has made us to be. One of the worst things that has happened to people is, uh, is religion. We know if you pause to think articulately, rationally, there are a lot of erroneous beliefs, erroneous assertions and beliefs we have come to embrace and accept into our lives that we will not. Praise God. So this morning, I just want to, you know, take a little time to talk about some of these things. Or that when one is close to God, does everything according to God's word, he will not go through challenges. Can All those assertions cannot be established in the scriptures. Hallelujah. I will show you how many of you have heard that when you are in the will of God, when you are doing everything according to the word of God, you will never go through challenges. How many of you have heard something like that before? Thank you very much. And so when you are going through challenges, you are told it's because, are you sure? I remember a story of a man that his, his business was doing very well. Then somewhere along the line, his business ran into some difficult difficulties. And, uh, and then he went to meet his pastor. 
I say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. So what is the problem? He said, my business is going through some challenges. And the pastor told him, if you are not paying your tithes, it, things will be tight for you. That it is because you are not paying your tithe. And the guy said, I'm paying my tithe. Even if the guy was not paying his tithe, it's not the reason why his, his business should go through challenges. There are a lot of guys, if you mention the first three richest guys in the world, they don't even go to church. Talk more of paying tithes. Do you understand? So why will God set aside his own children to deal with? Bring aside his own children to, 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 to male. Do you understand? Are you getting the picture? We have painted ourselves and we have embraced and this thing are, sounds like shackles that are tied us down. Shackles in our minds. Praise God. We come to church, we sing, we jump, but we, are, we have shackles in our minds. And those things, they have kept us down and kept us bound. And I believe by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit will shed the light of God's word upon it and will be free from all such erroneous, fallacious belief system in Jesus' name so that you and I can walk free from them. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so such things have been said. It's also been said when a child of God therefore faces, uh, therefore when a child of God faces difficulties in life, he or she begins to examine his or her life to see where they have missed it. And other Christians and non-believers alike begin to ask questions, begin to question their faith and their standing with God. This erroneous beliefs, belief based on unbalanced, unscriptural presentation have had fatal effect, have had fatal effect on the lives of church people. True or false? Anyway, there's another fallacious and fatal belief that God brings problems and challenges, difficulties, sickness, and diseases into the life of the believer to teach them lessons. Now, how many of you have heard that before? That it's because God wants to teach you something. Abby, God wants you to learn something. How many of you have? You see, the reason why you lost your job, the reason why you failed that exam, so you can know God more. That's the reason why you lost the job. The reason why you, 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 you broke your leg is so that God can teach you something. God broke your, your arm to draw you close to himself. Now listen, those are very unfounded assertions and we come to embrace them. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what's going on in your life. And I don't know why you think you're going through it. Some of us think, ah, it is because God wants to do something in my life. So you need to teach me. God wants me to learn. God wants me to get, get close. You lost your job. And then you started praying, you started praying, you started praying, you started praying. And as you are praying, you are getting to know more of God. You are studying the Bible, you are studying the Bible. You are... When you don't have a job, what else do you need to do? <laughs> eh? Do you understand? And then you have bills to pay and all that. And then you have tried everything. You will go to God. Praise God. And as you go to God, God's presence will become more real to you. And God's presence, as God's presence becomes more real to you, you begin to enjoy fellowship. Then you say, praise the Lord. Brethren, I know why I lost my job. I lost my job so that I can, I can serve God more. When, when, you were not, when, you were, when you were working, I mean, you closed at 6. So you couldn't meet, 
meet, meet midweek service. You couldn't meet all the departmental meetings. But now, you don't have a job. So after praying all day and all night, you go in the evening to church and you serve the Lord. You say, praise the Lord. Now, our brother, God taught, God is using this thing to help our brother to know him more. To serve him. Now that he has lost his job, it's not serving God more. Listen to me. When you go through situational challenges, difficult times, you can draw near to God. The purpose of the situation is not so that you could draw near to God. Hallelujah. Problems may draw you closer to God. Problems always often draw us close to God because we what? Not because we love God, but because we are looking for solutions. When you were not sick, did you go to the hospital? Now that you are sick, you go to the hospital, they say, yes. You see, he's coming to the hospital now. Do you understand? Hello. So all these erroneous teachings, all those belief systems, it's, it's, it's detrimental. And we believe God is a cause. That's another thing I want to really emphasize. We believe God is a curse of all these things. That's why we ask questions like, why me, God? Why have you done this to me? Praise God. If you did not believe I was responsible for your problem, you won't come and approach me and ask me why. Will you? You are asking God why because you believe one way or another is responsible for what you're going through. Is it responsible for the things, for the difficult times, for the challenges of your life? God, I've been serving you. I've been serving you. I've been serving you. I've been serving you for 50 years. And up to right now, ordinary, ordinary spoke to even say I have spoke. I don't have. Not to talk of bicycle. Oh God, why? You're saying God is the one that has denied you. You are saying God is the one that is withholding from you. Praise God. You say, God, I've been serving you. I've been serving you. I've remained chaste. I remain faithful. And in all the unbelievers that approached me, I said no to them. But now, God, I am 50-something and no husband. God, why? Praise God. And then, and then you're asking God because you think God is responsible for the problem. Hallelujah. As long as we have The wrong person in mind as being responsible for our problems, we will always approach it wrongly. It's like somebody who has a medical case, but is always going to a lawyer to solve this problem. Huh? Yeah, lawyers are smart. So the lawyer will be able to solve his medical case. Is that possible? As long as because they wrote case, medical case, yeah, I'm not even go to the lawyer. They are the one that solve cases. So it is important we know the source of these problems. We know the reason for these challenges. We know why people go through the things they go through. It is important that we put problems, challenges, situations, and past, all of them in the right perspective. Hallelujah. We need to put them what? We should not be afraid of them. We should not be worried or disturbed by them. We need to understand why. We need to understand what is the source. Why do people go through the things they go through? Hallelujah. And if you're able to carefully decipher it, 
when we go through challenges, we'll be in a position, a better position to be able to handle it and deal with it well. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so when people are faced with difficult seasons in their life, they do nothing about it. They accept it as God's teaching them something instead of resisting it. Amen. Let us therefore set the record straight. Number one, God is a good God. I want you to establish this fact in your hearts. It doesn't matter if you broke your leg, if you lost your admission, if you lost somebody you love, if you, if you, if you lost your job, if you, if, you, if you invested your money into a business and it, and, and it was all wiped out, if you've been pursuing a contract for a long time and it, nothing is coming forward, it does not matter whatever happens in your life. I need you to establish this fact in your heart of heart that God is a good God. Hallelujah. That what? God is a... I need you to establish, the Bible says, God is light, and in him, there's no darkness at all. Darkness talks about evil, problems, challenges. Bible says, God is light, and in him, there's no what? Darkness at all. I want to exonerate God this morning, and I want you to be able to exonerate God in your mind, in your life, and know that God is not the one responsible for it. It's, Bible says God is not the author of confusion. God is not responsible. Praise God. God is not the one behind your calamity. God is not the one behind your challenges. God is not the one behind your problem. God is not trying to teach you anything. I, will, I don't know if I'm going to get there today. God, I will show you how God teaches us things. Every equipment and instrument and means and medium and system that God has put in place to teach us things. Suffering is not one of them. Problem is not one of them. Attacks is not one of them. Failure is not one of them. You may go through situation and learn lesson. It's not because God designed those things to teach you anything. I will show you what God has designed to teach us some things in life. Praise God. I, if we hold this Erroneous believe. We will, anytime you believe a lie, you open the room for the devil to operate. Let me say that again. Anytime you believe a lie about, the Bible says Satan is a liar and the father of it, right? So when you believe his lie, you give him room to operate. When you believe God, you create room for God to what? To function. When you believe the devil or any of his lies, you are creating if somebody comes to you right now and brings this phone, you know this phone? Can you all see it? Looking at it, what can you see? What's wrong with the screen? Cracked and uh, jagged at the edges. And it's not kind of something you retrieve, somebody give you, right? And now, with, after you have seen all this thing, then somebody comes. Then I come and say, the Lord spoke to me and delivered this phone to my hand. And this phone, he told me this phone that anyone that is able to hold it for just 15 seconds, something tremendous will happen because... God, while I was praying, I laid the phone in the presence of the Lord. And the very presence of God entered. I saw a ball of fire coming into it. 
And the ball of fire, and I said, Lord, what does this mean? He said, I'm empowering this phone to bless my people. As many as will be able to hold on to this phone for just 15 seconds. Oh my God. For just 15 seconds. Makayuka take a. Huh? And all of a sudden, this phone, the value has increased. It's not worthy of being touched. And I said, but the Bible says, Thou shalt not appear before the Lord thy God empty. What, how much do you value God? <laughs> how much do you value the presence and the anointing of God? I know the price I had to pay. And I, and I, said, and I said, but God is love and he understands your states. If you can just come with 50,000 naira. The next thing you're going to think in your mind is, how do I get 50,000? Where can I get it? You are 10 from here, 20 from here, 30 from here. You marry together. You, you, your mind will go to work. Am I correct? Your mind will go to work. You begin to think, how do I get this thing? How do I get this thing? How do I get this thing? Where to borrow, where you will steal, where you will lie, where you collect, what you will sell, everything you will do. You will do anything and everything to ensure you get, because you are, there's a power of God. The moment you believe a lie, you open room for the devil to operate in your life. That's what I'm getting at. Any lie whatsoever, any lie whatsoever, if you believe lie that the devil, God is one responsible, you say, yes, God is one responsible. Then he keep perpetuating his work in your life. When you believe the lie that the things you're going through, God is one behind it. You give the room for the devil to keep perpetuating things in your life. But we are seen in God's word. I said the first thing I wanted to establish this morning is what? That God is what? God is a good God. Let me try and convince you a little more about this God. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says, I would say, and the earth was without form and void. The original Hebrew says, and the earth became without form and void. And the Spirit of God was moving upon the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God created the heavens and the earth. He created a garden, beautiful things, awesome things, glorious things. And after he has finished creating everything, listen to me. After that creation, God never created anything again. That means everything, the oil we are mining, the iron ore we are, we are mining, the clothes we are wearing, everything was embedded in the earth the first day God created the earth. Why? He didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. Praise God. He put electricity here. He puts um, um, all this mega ray, uh, x-ray, everything, gamma ray, whatever. He puts everything was it for himself? It does not live here. Praise God. It doesn't live here. Bible says, and he gave man the earth. And he gave man dominion and authority to the earth. To enjoy the earth. So God put all this in together. Before he ever made man. In other words, God sat down. Said, I want to create this guy. But I want to create everything that will make him comfortable. Praise God. Everything that will make him comfortable. So he thought about electricity. He thought about aeroplane. He thought about phones, uh, 
tables, chairs. He thought about everything you can see today in the world. And then he said, okay, put it there. Put it in the earth. Put it there. He will find it. I will put wisdom in him. I will put my nature. I will put my spirit in him. That was able to detect things and develop things. Praise God. Is that a bad God? And God made, Bible says, and God made everything abundantly. Over how many thousands of years? We have not been able to exhaust everything God did, provided for us. Hallelujah. I was saying God is bad. God is, show me one, one, let me tell you something. Somebody said, but God chased them out of the garden. God said, there's a tree here, don't, there are two trees here. But say this one, don't eat. If he says this one, don't eat, that means that this one, you can eat, right? There's a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then he said, don't eat that one. Then there's a tree of life. He didn't say anything about that. Silence suggests you are free to eat it. Am I correct? When they ate the knowledge of the tree of the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God said, we need to send them out. You know why? Lest they put their hand on the tree of life. If man had put his hand on the tree of life and eaten from that tree of life, no reversal for our case. No repentance again. We are eternally doomed. We become like Satan. So God, in his love for us, chased us out. Prevented us from getting to a place of eternal damnation. Do you understand? You get to a place where you cannot die. If you have a headache, continue a headache for all eternity. Hallelujah. You have cancer. If you have cancer, you will die with cancer. This one, no dying continuous pain for the rest of your life. No change. They don't change. People that eat from that food, they don't change. Praise God. And because you have eaten the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have inherited the nature of the devil. He releases all the poison in his nature into your system. And then with one dangerous thing, you cannot change. So if you are broke, you remain a broker for the rest of your life. Bible says there's a, there's a hope for a tree if it's cut down, right? But this one, there's no more hope. Can you imagine that kind of state? Eternally, you remain like that. When a man goes to prison for 10 years, even for 50 years, there's a hope. That at the end of 50 years, he what? He will come back. But when it is life, Do you understand? So God is a good God. God is what? How many of you campaign for God to send Jesus Christ? Anybody like that? Anybody like that? It was God's choice. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved that he gave. So if God, God is not a taking God, is a giving God. Let me say it again. For God so loved the world that he gave, you will never see anywhere that God takes. I know Job said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Job's opinion, not God's word. It's in the word of God as truly stated, but not a statement of truth. Truly stated, Job actually said so. But what Job said is not true because it does not reflect the nature of God. The Bible says the gifts and the callings of God, they are without repentance. 
Say, ah, it is God. God is trying to teach me a lesson. That's why he took my health. God is trying to teach me a lesson. God does not take. He's not a taking God. Bible says the Lord will give grace and glory. The Lord will do what? He will give grace and glory. And no good thing will he withhold. God is not a withholding God. God is a giving God. Whatever God gives you, whether you use it for him or not, he will never take it from you. If God was a taking God, he would have taken all the power, all the authority that he gave Satan and all the angels that followed him. He does not take. When God gives, Bible says he gives generously. God is not stingy. Hello. God is not what? God is not stingy. Bible says he sent every the lack of wisdom. Let him ask of God who gives liberally. Liberally. And I want to say who gives generously. And I want to say who gives willingly. And operate not. In other words, does not look for a reason or an excuse not to give. God is weak when it comes to giving. Giving is his nature. Hallelujah. Giving is what? Is his nature. He cannot do without it. He does not know how not to give. So God is a good God. The devil has painted the picture, a wrong picture of God. So he tells you, just like the demonstration I did. When I picked the guy, the guy told the next guy was the one that did it, he hit the guy. So when catastrophe happens, they say the hand of God, there's the nature of God. What do you call it? But this God is not, is not in the nature of God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You must establish this in your mind. It does not matter what you're going through. Whether you know why you're going through it or not, just tell yourself, God is not responsible. 